Hello everyone, this is Fabrice. Today I'm going to talk to you about a discreet and brilliant linguistics professor, a family man, and above all, a man with a wild literary imagination, who became the creator of one of the millennium's works, captivating millions of readers around the world. His name is John Ronald Ruel Tolkien. From the man behind the masterpiece to the genius inventor, discover his fabulous destiny. January 3, 1892, John Ronald Ruel Tolkien, better known by his signature J.R.R. Tolkien, is born. He spends the first three years of his life in South Africa. However, the harsh climate doesn't agree with his health. His mother, Mabel, decides to return to England and takes her two sons, Ronald and his younger brother, Hilary, with her. Unfortunately, young Tolkien will never see his father again. His father succumbs to a hemorrhage in South Africa without ever being able to join his family in Great Britain. This loss plunges the Tolkien family into great hardship, and it is Mabel who takes care of her two little boys. She decides to homeschool them instead of sending them to school. Ronald is a child with an insatiable thirst for knowledge. He learns to read and write at the age of four, and his mother also teaches him the art of calligraphy, which will become one of the hallmarks of all his manuscripts years later. Mabel's influence on her son is considerable, as she is the one who instills in him a love for ancient languages and botany, two specificities of his work. Tolkien's mother from an Anglican family finds comfort in the Catholic faith at that time and converts. The family meets Father Francis Morgan, who becomes a support and a father figure to the two children. But this peaceful time is quickly swept away by bad news. Mabel suffers from a severe form of diabetes, and in 1904, when young Tolkien is only 12 years old, she passes away. She was only 34 years old. The two boys are then sent to live with their Aunt Jane, Mabel's sister and mother of two little girls the same age as the boys. During an afternoon of play with his cousins, something piques Tolkien's curiosity. The two little girls are speaking another language. This language is animalic, a language which vocabulary consists of animal names. A year later, Tolkien and one of his cousins invent yet another new language, which they call Nefsbosch, or New Nonsense, with a highly elaborate structure. Throughout his life, Tolkien admits that the creation of languages is his secret vice, his passion. 
which leads him to practice it academically as a professor of linguistics and philology, and then by creating dozens and dozens of imaginary languages. But let's go back to young Tolkien. In 1907, the two brothers asked Father Morgan to leave their aunt's residence, where they are unhappy. They are then placed in the foster family, the Faulkners, who also take in an orphan teenager like them, named Edith Bratt. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Edith, the one who will become his wife, but the path was not so simple. Tolkien is immediately attracted to Edith, and the two young people quickly form a romantic relationship. However, this relationship is not to Father Morgan's liking, as he fears that the young man will neglect his studies. He even threatens Tolkien to separate him from the young girl. Tolkien reluctantly obeys and immerses himself fervently in his studies, aiming to enter one of the most prestigious universities in the United Kingdom, Oxford. Tolkien succeeds in his endeavor and earns a scholarship to study ancient languages at the renowned university. The summer of 1911 holds a special flavor for Tolkien, who joins his aunt for a hiking trip in Switzerland. During this hike, he narrowly escapes death. An avalanche of rocks crashes just a few meters away from him. Despite this scare, this journey has always remained in Tolkien's memories, and he draws inspiration from it to create the landscapes of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. On January 3, 1913, Tolkien is 21 years old. Without wasting a minute, he takes his pen and writes a letter to Edith. His love has not diminished, and now of age, he wishes to marry her. To his bitter disappointment, he learns that Edith has just become engaged. She who thought she would never hear from Ronald again. But still harboring her enduring love, she chooses to break off her engagement and says yes to his marriage proposal. We are now on the eve of the outbreak of Europe and the United Kingdom's entry into the Great War. Tolkien chooses not to enlist and instead completes his studies. He returns to his Aunt Jane's house. There he writes the poem that marks the true beginning of Middle-earth. Inspired by an 8th century Anglo-Saxon poem, Christ, by the English poet Kinnewulf, he is struck by its verses. Hail, Arendelle, brightest of angels, sent among men to the Middle-earth. Middle-earth the dense and mysterious imaginary realm of Tolkien. A significant portion of his work takes place in this same imaginary world. It is a world he meticulously constructed over the years, detailing maps, landscapes, and peoples. He utilizes his philological expertise and passion for Germanic, Nordic and Anglo-Saxon languages to invent around 20 languages for the inhabitants of his world, particularly several elvish languages such as Sindarin and Quenya.
At the end of his brilliantly successful studies, Tolkien begins to consider his military service, and indeed, he is drafted at the beginning of 1916. Edith and he quickly marry before his departure for the front. This hasty departure, the horrors of the Great War, and the loss of many friends were traumatic experiences for Tolkien, who will end the war in a rear position, deemed unfit for service due to his fragile health. In the 1920s, Professor Tolkien resumes his career, first at the University of Leeds and then at the University of Oxford, where he joins as a teacher, no longer as a student. There, he forms a writing group called the Inklings, which includes C.S. Lewis, a great friend who shares his passion for literature, invention, and beer. During these years, the family grows with the arrival of three sons and a daughter, his children becomes his first audience, as he writes stories for them, with The Hobbit originally being a tale told to his children at bedtime. In October 1936, Tolkien sends a typed manuscript of The Hobbit to Rainer Unwin. From that moment, everything happens very quickly for Tolkien. The success of The Hobbit is immediate, and by 1937, Tolkien starts working on new chapters. During this period, The Lord of the Rings begins to take shape month by month with a darker and less childlike universe than that of The Hobbit. Christopher and Priscilla, two of Tolkien's children, meticulously copy The Lord of the Rings on the family typewriter and draw maps for it. It's incredible to see that this worldwide success, this inspiration for generations, was born gradually within the Tolkien family. The Lord of the Rings is published in the mid-1950s, and the enthusiasm is global. Tolkien revitalized a fantasy genre, giving it a sense of nobility. It is undoubtedly the combination of linguistic precision, paternal affection, and passion for invention that contributed to the success of this work. For the one for whom literary creation was sometimes an epic journey, there remains one final saga, that of the Silmarillion, a collection of legends from the early ages of Middle-earth. This book lies at the heart of Tolkien's entire mythology, and it is a work that he continually revised until his death. Undertaken even before The Lord of the Rings, he never managed to complete the Silmarillion. Eventually, his son Christopher Tolkien published it posthumously in 1977. Although Tolkien passed away in 1973 at the age of 81, his writings remain the gateway to his secret world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. Feel free to share with us stories that you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Baba Bam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them.